Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast. And today, I hope people who are bored hear this. Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast. And I am by myself this week. I know the last two weeks I had uh, friends come on and be guests and I had someone to talk to, but um, I am back by myself once again. But um, that's not to say that in the future, I won't have people on because there are a few people already kind of lined up to do future episodes with. So um, this, yeah, I, I kind of want to mix it up. I don't want to just do one thing all the time. So I'm going to, I'm going to mix it up, keep you guys on your toes uh, moving forward. So yeah, I am by myself today, but well, actually there's no, but let me just jump into the episode. Um, yeah, today I'm addressing people who are bored and well, what I mean by bored, let me kind of define it and put parameters around it because like if you're just bored right now and you decided to listen to this podcast because because of your boredom, um, that's that's not what I mean. I mean people who have people who have boredom built into their schedule and routine. And just to give you an example of what I mean by that, when I graduated college after the first initial year of getting used to the eight to five work life, I found myself doing almost nothing from the hours of five until, you know, whenever I fell asleep. Really, the only times I would do anything was on the weekends. But outside of that, I was just like the weekends was just work and come home and do nothing because I was tired or, you know, and so what ended up happening is from five till 10, it was pretty much just video games and watching movies. I didn't really do anything productive. And so that's the kind of boredom I'm talking about. So like if you're just a student who hates school and you're bored because of school, but you, you are busy like trying to study and stuff like that, this does not apply to you. If you, um, you're bored at your work, but you're super busy at work all the time. I'm, I'm not talking to you either. I'm talking about people who have significant chunks of their time um, dedicated to just being bored. And you might use various reasons or excuses to justify why you keep it empty like that. Like my excuse was um, being tired or like, you know, fatigue. But um, yeah, if you, if I'm describing you right now, then yeah, this episode is dedicated and addressed to you. And what I really, what I want to talk about, the main point is going to be the fact that you should be doing something with that time. Um, so I'm going to break it up into three different segments. And at the end, I'm going to kind of put a cap over everything by um, sharing with you kind of how I used to be in that cycle of boredom and how I brought myself out of that. Um, yeah, so so the three main points, the three things I want to talk about. First, um, there is value in, pre, in being productive. Um, two, to be productive, you just have to get started. And three, to enjoy it, you have to commit and set goals for yourself. So yeah, talking about the first one, there's value in productivity. I think 
I think this is kind of self-explanatory at face value, but I don't mean because usually when we say productivity, it's it's tied to something that's quantifiable, right? Either you're making a part of your life more efficient, you're making money, you're you know gaining fame, gaining influence, whatever it may be. Um, you can kind of count like when you can count the outcome of your productivity. You kind of feel like, hey, that's that's the value. But my actual point and arg- I guess argument here is that productivity in and of itself has value. Like even if there isn't a quantifiable, measurable way to say, because I'm making X amount of money, my productivity is valuable. Like even if that doesn't exist, I think productivity has value, and. It's because I think humans are just made to yearn to be productive. Like no matter what that looks like, um, if we are not productive for an extended period of time, I think there's something in our body, our mind, like something that kind of destroys us a little bit, like it like kills our soul. And in fact, I read about the study that uh, Harvard did. Um, I forget what the time frame was, but so they were studying people who retire and kind of the effects retirement has on their body. And I think it was something crazy, like uh, there's like a 54% chance, 50 something percent chance increase of uh, of stroke. Like the chances of stroke increased by 50 something percent. Um, and and the study itself, they talk about how the results, they think the the reason for that is because like it's such a huge transition, right? Going from having this structured work life to having nothing to do and kind of just doing whatever. Like that transition is very hard on people for whatever reason. And some of the remedies to reducing this increased risk of stroke they talk about is they list a few things but it's all like related to being more productive like exercising or um, finding a hobby or going out to volunteer so um, in that study although they don't specifically say hey if you if you're not as productive your body's going to deteriorate I think there's a correlation there the fact that people who retire they have increased health uh, risks I think that means that if the body is so used to being productive and you stop being productive, there is detriment to to your well-being. And um, I know I'm talking about people who are still working right now, who have like boredom built into their schedule. Um, the reason I bring up the retirement study is one to um, prove, like to give grounds to the idea that there is value in productivity, but also the fact that if if you have nothing in your life that you can consistently be productive in outside of work, then it's hard to pick up whatever it is to whatever activity it is um, that's productive in your retirement because starting something is very difficult. And this is a good segue into the second point, but like if you're in a place where you don't have any hobbies or any activities that 
can make you productive, then you just got to start. Um, I, I know that this day and age, there's a lot of different things that you can do to be productive, right? You, you can exercise, you can draw, you can write, you can do a podcast like me. Um, you can uh, go volunteer. You can, um, I don't know, volunteer at after school activities for kids. You can volunteer at your church. You can volunteer at your local library. Like there's so many different things at our fingertips that we can we have ready access to that we can do. But I think a lot of the times the thing that keeps us from doing it is, is starting because no one wants to be the person who, like who starts something and they're like terrible at it. Right. So if you decide that the thing you want to be productive in is basketball, but you've never played basketball before, like, especially for someone like introverted, it's very difficult for them to go out and start playing basketball at their local gym with other people who've been playing basketball for years. Right. And so that initial starting point, um, starting something is for, for everything across the board is, is difficult because no one wants to admit that they're bad at something. Um, but my, my, the viewpoint on that is if you can't start, I mean, if it's hard for you to start onto something now, what makes you think that it's going to be easier when you're retirement age? Right. So, um, I think in pursuit of productivity, the first step is starting. And the trick to starting is to kind of put aside your fears, your anxiety, your worries about the act of starting and just really just powering through it and, starting you know there's there's a lot of things like you can do to get ready um for example with with this podcast before i started i did a lot of research on what the easiest way to podcast would be and that's how i found anchor and i just started now there was a period of time where i um thought i need to be more ready i need to get the proper equipment i need to um like have a logo design all this kind of stuff but I realized that all those kind of barriers to entry were keeping me from actually doing it. Like the planning process became more of an ordeal than actually doing it. And so I just decided to pull the trigger and said, even if it isn't good, I'm just going to do it because I think starting is really the, might be the hardest step to take, but it's the most important, obviously. So yeah, like just if you're bored, just sit down and think about something that you want to be productive in. Like if it's like going to the gym and getting in shape, don't worry about what other people at the gym might think about you. Like don't worry that you might be using the equipment wrong because just go ahead and do something with it. And if someone says, hey, that's not how you use it, then ask them, oh, how do you use it? And once they teach you, you'll never make that mistake again, right? So um, yeah, just just do it just start. And the third point is if you were successful in starting something, then yeah, really, really happy for you. But if you don't keep it going for a extended period of time, then it's really just, it won't really amount to anything. Um, so I think it's important for you to set 
your commitment to doing something for a reasonable amount of time and set goals for consistency. So for example, let's, let's go back to working out. Um, if you decide you're going to get in shape and you want to work out, then say for at least a year, you're going to go to the gym, I don't know, like twice a week. Um, don't be too ambitious. Don't say, I'm going to go to the gym every day at 5 a.m. in the morning. Um, I mean, if, if that's something you can do and, and you're you know, confident that you can do it, then do it. But I think it's important to set goals that are achievable because I think there are, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that there are like literal like endorphins, like hormones that are released when you accomplish a goal, even if it's a goal that you set for yourself. Like the sense of accomplishment for the human brain is something that produces like feel-good hormones. And so um, if you set some ridiculous goal for yourself and you can't accomplish it, then you're really just setting yourself up for failure because the discouragement that comes with not being able to um, fulfill that goal or meet that goal is going to just end up with you quitting and deciding that you don't want to do it anymore. But if you set yourself up um, and you have good, reasonable goals, then that's really the pathway to doing this product productive thing for an extended period of time. And it's okay to adjust your goal um, midway through. If, if you start doing something and you realize that it's not really easy for you to do, I don't know, like working out. If you decide you're going to do it three times a week, but you find that it's very difficult to do it three times a week, it's okay to kind of dial it back and say, you know what, I think two times a week is more reasonable for me. Then that's okay. Adjusting your goal is, is completely fine. Um, but getting rid of it altogether and forgetting about it, that's that would be an issue. And as long as um, you meet your like duration commitment, like however long you say you're going to do it, and you can accomplish that, I think that's enough. Yeah, so those were the three points. I, I ran through those kind of fast. Um, and you might be thinking that it doesn't, like, you don't really get it. Like, why am I talking about this? or it's maybe it wasn't clear what I, what I talked about. So I understand that even when I was thinking about this in my head, I was like, wait, what is the point of what I'm saying? And I realized that this came from real life experience. And let me tell you guys kind of my journey and you'll, I'll kind of point out the three points in my journey. And yeah. And then you'll, I think you'll see a clearer picture of kind of the benefits of my life in my life that I, I've experienced because I decided to be more productive. Um, so I'll take it back to when I first started working the first year, the transitionary year was tough because I was always busy doing just stuff. And I was literally, I really was tired um, because my body wasn't used to waking up at seven. But after that first year, um, yeah, I would just go to work, come home, turn on the TV and play video games or watch a movie or just lay in bed and do nothing. And I did that for like a good, I want to say like five years. It wasn't really until, let's see, 2017. So I started working in 2011. So 2017, like, so like for like six years, 
Um, I didn't really do much. Um, I thought that, you know, when you grow up and you go to school, you kind of make up this idea in your mind that the end game is getting a job. So if you have a job, you've succeeded and you don't really have to worry about anything else. So that's the kind of the place that I was in. But you know, I felt so unfulfilled. I felt so dissatisfied with my life. I mean, it wasn't like I was making little money, you know, like I was making fairly decent money. Like I was very comfortable. I wasn't like rich, but I was fairly comfortable with the money, I was, with the income that I was getting. So it, like, it was very confusing because in my mind, I was thinking that I should be satisfied with this life, but I wasn't. And it was because the only sense of productivity that I had was at work, but that productivity was unsatisfactory to me because it was being productive for someone else, right? Like, sure, I was making money, I was getting a salary, but the, all the productivity in my work was going to this company and it was meant to increase the profits of the company. So I felt really dissatisfied. Um, I, f I didn't it might have been like mild very mild like depression even in in the level of um, dissatisfaction I had with my life so I started like thinking like what can I do to get out of this funk and how can I um, yeah bring more I guess purpose in in the times that I have so like the the vacant time that I have such an abundance of and don't get me wrong I because of like church and stuff on the weekends I felt plenty satisfied this is the only time I felt very low was during on the weekdays when I wasn't doing anything um related to church and like when I was you know off work from five to whenever I went to sleep that was like probably the most depressing time for me and um, what, so what I decided to do from that is under, understanding that I wanted to create value somewhere and be productive, you know, my first point. Um, I tried to look at my life and determine what do I like to do, right? And I've always considered myself more of a creative person. That might have been a defense mechanism because I was never really good at sports when I was younger. Um, I'm a pretty small guy, but I was even smaller <laughs> as a as a kid, my brother, he, he like excelled at all the athletic stuff, but, um, I was never any good at it. So, um, and you know, usually it's like, if you're not good at sports, you got to be good at something else. And I think the defense mechanism that I had for myself to, um, convince myself that I wasn't just a useless heap of human garbage, um, was that, Oh, I must be creative. Um, and so I, re I really got into like art and stuff and, I really did enjoy it. So I, I don't know if the defense mechanism was what sprouted this desire to be creative or I really was just creative before that. Who knows? But um, at the end of the day, I, I found that expressing my creativity through art and drawing and painting was something that I really enjoyed. But um, before going to college, like in high school, I did a lot of that. Um, I took a I took like two AP classes related to art um, and I was trying to go to art school, but I was uh, at one point discouraged 
from going to art school. Um, people told me that I wouldn't make any money, but I mean, it's probably true because art is such a competitive field. I wasn't like spectacular at it, so it, it probably would have been very difficult for me. But um, so what happened was I kind of put aside that creative outlet and I think that part of my brain like atrophied away. Like I, I, I tried to pick up drawing and painting again. I'm really not... I was never great, but I'm worse than I was in high school. And it's really hard to start that hobby back up because I'm really bad at it. And it's really frustrating because what things that came naturally to me when I was younger, it's, it's not as natural anymore. So um, my point that my second point is the fact that you just got to start something, right? And you just got to start it because yeah, it's always difficult. And for me to drawing and painting was very difficult but um I, I know this might sound like i'm going against my own advice but for me because drawing and painting had atrophied away so much that i actually identified a different creative outlet that uh, worked better for me and that was writing um, i really enjoyed writing stories um, again i wasn't good at it but it's just something that um, was apparent to me that was enjoyable so um, it started off with just me posting stupid stories on Facebook and people like commenting on it. Um, but that in 2017, when I recognized the need to be more productive in my life, I decided to start thinking about and write a book. Um, and that took me on a journey to um, researching like Amazon uh, self-publishing, like the idea of self-publishing initially was so daunting because I didn't know where to start, right? But I just pushed through and I, you know, went through the process. Um, I did research to see what the best practices are. And now if you told me to research, uh, if you told me to publish a book, self-publish a book online, like it would be, I could do it in a day. Like it'd be very easy because I'm comfortable with it because I've already done it, right? So, um, yeah, I just I I published two books, um, the Awkward Introverts Party Survival Guide and Awkward Introverts Job Interview Survival Guide. They're really just a kind of fun, fun books. Uh, I guess detailing the the struggles of an awkward introvert um, and kind of tips on how to survive, you know, parties or job interviews, and. Um, I'm not like making money off of it at all. It's not like um, seeing the value of that productivity in terms of profit, but there's kind of a unexplainable uh, abstract value that comes, that came for me. Um, the fact that I was creating something and like putting it out there, um, there's just value in that. And I'm, I was satisfied with that. I'm not like upset because it's not making money or anything like that. It's, I actually never really expected it to make a whole lot, but, um, yeah, the fact that I can say, Hey, I decided to do something and I did it. Like, I, I think that's enough for me. And I think one thing that really helped was the fact that I kind of broadcasted it to people that I am starting this part of my journey because um, without that, I don't think I could have kept myself accountable and I wouldn't have been committed to um, this part 
of my creative outlet and productivity. Um, because I told people that, hey, like I'm writing this book, um, please support me. And I would kind of release details about the next book I'm working on. Um, I was able to uh, commit to it and set myself up with goals to accomplish. Um, and yeah, and so uh, those two books are published. I'm, I'm still working on two other books right now as we speak. And I think this being productive in my life in this way kind of sprouted into other things because I started writing a lot more blog posts. Um, I'm writing a lot of like short stories and, and things like that and um, putting it up on my website. And I am doing this podcast. And this podcast was kind of 2019's uh, kind of goal for me. Um, I decided that I would try podcasting for at least a year and um, commit to uh, creating and publishing at least one episode a week. And so far, I've been good about that. So far, I, I haven't missed a week yet. I, I didn't start on January 1st. So um, it's, I forget when I, when my first release, I think it was sometime in January. So, but it's still, it's still been like a good, what, two, two and a half months and I'm still going strong. So um, I'm enjoying it. Um, this gives me an excuse to talk to my friends on the podcast. And again, here with the podcast, the fact that I told people about it um, has helped a lot because like, they'll give me ideas for episodes. They'll volunteer and say, hey, like, do you mind if I come on the podcast and talk to you? Because uh, there's something I want to talk about. Um, and like, there are a few friends who have actual proper recording equipment who've volunteered to like help me use it and help me learn how to use it so yeah it's it's been great so in in that process of in this transition from going from doing nothing after work to having things to do um, having ways to be productive outside of work it's done wonders for me um i think it gives me something to look forward to on the weekdays not just like live my life for the weekend and just just the fact that i have something to look forward to it just shows that i'm enjoying this process right and again i'm not making any money off of this podcast i, I know that i have that ad in the beginning for anchor but like i think in total i've made like maybe like four dollars and it's not something i don't think you can withdraw until you get like ten dollars so i'm not making any money off of it but I'm really just enjoying the process. I'm enjoying being productive. And yeah, there's, again, it's hard to say like, hey, this is the benefit because it's it's like a hard thing to grasp, right? Because it's just, um, I guess, increased happiness, uh, decreased like sadness and lack this, the dread that comes with the lack of purpose in life. Um, and like having your, creative juices flowing all the time it's it's just it's just really fun um like you can you have something to think about even when you're not doing anything like um when when i do come home from work sometimes if i'm not recording or writing um and there's nothing else to do i have like planning periods where i i think about what i'm going to talk about next or i think about what 
parts of my life I can turn into a blog, a blog with a B, not a V, because I don't... Oh, and actually, I, I used to make some videos and edit videos here and there. So there's there's just a lot of different things out there that you can do to be productive. Um, and the creative side of being productive is just who I am. I'm more of a creative person, so that's why I dabble in these things. But if you're not, if you're like a musical person, then, you know, like you can commit to learning a new instrument or commit to releasing a song, like a song cover every week or something. Or if you're more like a physical guy, then, you know, commit to like join like an intramural or, or like a extra, I don't know what the term is, but like a sports team outside of work where you can go and you guys can meet however many times a month or whatever. Like, um, yeah, just just do something that gives you joy, right? Don't let work and corporate America suck the joy out of your life because I think the time between five and 10 that you choose not to, you choose to do nothing with is such a huge waste of potential for just a lot of different things. Um, Cause who knows what's going to come out of it, right? Like who knows what's going to come out of me writing all my books and um, doing this podcast and in the future, possibly doing something else, right? Who knows? No, no one knows, but the only thing we do know is if you're doing nothing, you will yield nothing results. If you're doing something, the potential for positive results increase infinitely, infinitely, right? Because from zero to any number, any percentage is an infinite increase, I think. Mathematically speaking, is it? I don't know. But yeah, you have, well, whatever it is, it's an increased potential, increased percentage point of producing something right or or yielding something even if it's just joy or a sense of accomplishment for you i think that's something better than nothing right so yeah um that is all i have to talk about on this topic thank you guys so much for listening um like i said before in the beginning i will have more guests on in the future to talk about different things but if you are a listener who has a specific audience they want to address or just a specific topic that they want to talk about, please let me know. Because if you want to come on the podcast as a guest, um, I'm more than happy to have you. In fact, I think it would be awesome to do so. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about and give your perspective on things to the world so that they, they have more things to, you know, mentally chew on, you know, more food for thought. So, yeah, um, to all the people out there who are productive in their lives, I salute you. And I, this episode is inspired by you because there are a lot of people around me who, outside of their day jobs, do a lot of things to like chase their passion and fulfill their dreams. One of those people is my wife who decided she wanted to start a business and she started it and she did it. Um, and man... We were talking today and she's been getting a lot of like catering inquiries and people inviting her to do pop-ups and stuff. So man, she's like really making it happen because she chose to commit to it. Like in the beginning, she was chasing down people, chasing down places to potentially do pop-ups at. But now people are, you know, approaching her and asking her. And like she has to juggle between 
do I have time to do this? You know, so she's, yeah, it's, she's a real inspiration to me. Um, yeah, and there's, there's so many people out there who, who are doing awesome things. Um, like my first guest, Jonathan, he, I don't think, did Jim, I don't know if Jim, uh, he might've talked about it in my last episode. I, I forget if he did or not, but, um, Jonathan started, uh, an initiative called Everest to, um, it's like a Christian organization to, uh, empower the next generation to be excellent in the things that they do. Um, Jim is also a director that Jim, my second guest isn't, he's a director, um, for that organization. And this isn't their day job. They, they each have their own jobs, own things that they do. Um, but on top of that, they found that being productive in this way gives them, you know, gives value for them is actually more, uh, quantifiable because they're actually affecting lives of people who attend like the Everest conference. Um, and like the numbers will show that. So like they're doing really cool stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of, Oh, there is a very talented singer that I know. Her name is Lydia Yoon. And she recently released a, a single on Spotify. It's called together. And man, that, I keep listening to that song. It's a really good song. And She's a very great singer. But the thing is with her, it's not, I don't, I can't imagine that she's bored because she has three kids. So yeah, there's no way that she's bored, but I mean, she's, even she's finding time to be productive in her life. That's outside of her just normal duties as a mother. So if she can do it, you can do it. Um, uh, I know David Kim, he helped her with, with that, with producing that song. And he's a father of two and yeah, I can't imagine that he's bored either, but yeah. So all these people, um, I don't know if you guys are listening. If you're listening, thank you for being uh, inspiration to my life. And I know there are so many more people out there who are doing cool, amazing things. And if I forgot to mention you, uh, I am sorry. Um, you can yell at me later, but it's just because I can't think uh, right now off the top of my head. So yeah, um, just to wrap up, Let's, let's all try to be more productive. Let's not fall into a trap of boredom and wasting our times. And yeah, if you do something as a result of hearing this and you start something and you are more productive in some way, shape or form, please let me know because I would love to hear about that. And I'll give you a shout out on the, on the podcast. And to send me any feedback, positive or negative, actually like negative feedback more like if you disagree with what i said um in any way shape or form yeah please send me feedback uh, my email address is i h t h t podcast at gmail.com that's i hope they hear this abbreviated podcast at gmail.com so thanks again for listening and i'll talk to you guys next time oh actually sorry sorry um before i sign off um i do have to mention that the people i talked about my inspirations for productivity um just because i mentioned them doesn't mean that they agree with the views of any of this um any any views that i have on the podcast this episode in particular anything i the only reason i mentioned them is they don't know that i'm even talking about them um but the reason i mentioned them is because yeah, they're just people that inspire me um to be productive like their views of productivity like the values of it and all that is their own. I've never talked to them about it, so I don't know what their views are. Um, so divorce them from my views on this podcast. 
And just know that the only reason I mentioned them is because they are people、um, who provide inspiration for me、um, to do new things, to do things outside of my comfort zone. And I think it's important to have people like that in your life.、Um, I think they, they kind of help you and give you more courage and、um, yeah, to give you the push. Even if it's like not direct, just them doing those things, I think、um, help, can help you do those things as well. So, that is the only reason I mentioned them.、Um, so, yeah, just want to make that clear. And sorry for saying bye and then talking more. But this is the final one. So, yeah, thank you for listening. Bye, guys.